We all made it back just in time for the music to go off. <laughs> I saw John walk over there. <laughs> John's coming in. Hey guys, welcome to... What episode are we on, Kathy? 30. 31. 30, I think. John, what are we on? 30. Oh, good lord, it takes me some time. 30. I'm figure. 30? We on 30 right now? Man. Pretty sure uh, we're on 30. Okay. Cool I've been on the podcast now longer than I have not been on the podcast. <laughs> so I guess welcome to episode 30. We are going to talk about what we're going to do during Adepticon, give two code words out. So if you're going to Adepticon, you can get some free stuff from us. Um, we're going to talk about Kathy slacking off and procrastinating. Uh-oh. John's having a problem. Procrastinating. Hello? Hey, John, we can hear you. You're spinning, though, right now. Seems like John's having a little bit of problems with this. Yeah, we can yes, hear you. Yes, we can hear you. Your camera has gone out, though, buddy. Did he just hang up? It probably did. I'll message him. He'll, he'll, he can come back in. Um, message him on Facebook page. That's typical John behavior. That's fine. Um, yeah, he must have crashed. He's come, he'll come back. And just yeah, yeah. I see. So that's just technical difficulties at the beginning of episode 30. Hey, very common for Twitch and uh, Skype. Not a big table. Um, What's TLJ? I don't know what these acronyms are. These, these, these acronyms? The Last Jedi? Hey. Oh, okay. Got it. What's E-H-I-Y? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the Twitch chat for people who are not uh, following us on Twitch, who are looking at the Facebook Live. The Twitch chat is actually uh, pretty amusing. Well, let's see if I can get this to work right. We got your picture. We can hear you. So we'll go and go. go, go picture, don't... We, we have the picture of your... Your we have your avatar, avatar, and we have your voice. So Skype says it's having a problem. I guess it's just local Skype problems. So we okay. will see okay. if we can get the picture to show up. Let's keep on going with it. Yeah. Um, we are on episode thirty. Like we said, John's back with us. Um, Kathy, what are you drinking today? Actually, a bottle of Kraken. You're going to drink the whole it's, bottle of Kraken tonight. It's Actual, I'm actually um, drinking it with um, some of this. Yeah. <laughs> so if I drink the whole bottle, um, I'll be dead. <laughs> I, I doubt you'll be dead. It'll just be no bueno. It'll be no yeah. bueno. You'll probably pass out so, before you drink the whole bottle. I have things I need to do tomorrow. So, you know. What? No. Um, yeah. And, and I'll be helping Jim prep for uh, his his class that he has with Geek Nation Tours at Adepticon. He's teaching a painting class. And the miniatures will be getting to us um, hopefully tomorrow or Tuesday, which means that I'm going to help him file mold lines and stuff. So, because, you know, I'm a good wife. Mm. I help file mold lines. <laughs> Excellent. John, what are you drinking tonight? 
Uh, well, I finished off my Sprite and Apple Whiskey, so now I have a, a screwdriver, which I made in the dark, so that should be plenty. Shouldn't be too much alcohol at all. But I'm going to start off uh, with a shot of the uh, Loco Nut uh, Coconut Rum uh, for uh, for the fall in this week of uh, uh, Stephen Hawking's, because yes. you, you got to do something. Yep. Um, I am drinking my last winter stout from oh, Mother's. Well, it's good because winter should be almost over. Yep. Um, so I'm drinking the last bit of that. Um, my guess, you know what? I guess cheers to episode 30 and Stephen Hawkins. Cheers. Cheers. <sighs> That's good. So, um, let's see. What am I supposed to do first? Uh, talk about Asgard Games Tournament. Start with oh, yeah. Let's yes. go with that real quick. So, this weekend, uh, Friday, I left. It was an, about an eight-hour drive, which is, I don't mind driving. Uh, I like traveling. Um, drove down to Houston. Stayed with a friend of mine, Ian, and his couple of his buddies. And, which, I'm going to make a comment about that hotel. Fuck that hotel. Um... Uh, it was the. Or are you defaming them? No, they, it was a. Okay, first things first. I get there, and of course, there's no parking, so you have to park down in the bottom. Now they can take my car and park it, and that's thirty-five dollars a day. Okay. Or I could park it downstairs in the garage for twenty-five dollars a day. Yeah. And of course, this is this is how it goes. So I was like, forget that. Then we walked in and we went to our room and you could smell molded carpet all the way down the hall. Uh, and I was like, oh, I, was, and I knew my allergies were going to kick up. So hotel room gets my sucks. ass. Because when oh, I left today, sucks. when I left today, they were like, because I didn't check. I didn't get to the hotel until after midnight. We didn't get, all get in until about after midnight. And they were going to charge me three days parking. So 75 bucks. And I'm like, no, I got there Thursday. I got there Friday at midnight, stayed Saturday and left before five o'clock this morning. And I was like, no, you're charging me two days. And they're like, okay. Yeah. So that was it. Um, I had meant to ask them if uh, the group that was with me, if they charged them for three days because that was bullshit. Um, but let's see what else. Uh, went to Asgard game. Uh, hang out there for a little bit when I got there. Uh, next day, I had tournament. Uh, it was a qualifier for War Machine Weekend. Um, so I was just hoping to get in a, quite a few games and just, you know, get some good practice in. Uh, my first game was against a guy that he really hadn't seen Grimkin before. Um, didn't know how to handle it, and I played a Heretic Bumplist. And he left Magnus with no focus on him and in charge distance of three um, Nayslayers with Fury on him. So yeah, that's potentially bad. It, it, he went. Oh, and his, he was in my. I was in his back art too. So he he went down. Uh, second second player was I played. Hey John, nice to see you now. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's, I'm being stupid. Apparently, <laughs> second player I played against uh, was one of the guys that was at the tournament that I was rooming with, and he was playing Cray, and I played Heretic Bump also. Uh, I knew, I got first turn, and I knew I wouldn't be able to take down his jacks, because uh, I couldn't charge him in the front, uh, because of the Signar jack. 
And so I attrition to scenario and I got up on three points in one turn and he kill boxed himself. Oh. So and he was like, damn it. I totally forgot about that. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, third guy, which they bought us pizza, which was a really cool thing. Uh, it's yeah, really good pizza. pizza so that you don't have to waste a lot of time on a lunch break is great. Yeah. So that was really good. I, I applaud them for that. Um, Every bit of, and I'll talk about the prize support. Um, third game was against a, another guy that I was rooming with, and he was playing um, Scorn as a car list with double derp turtles. Um, derp turtles? And he decided to choose a side, so I went first with my heretic bump list again. And he got funneled, and he, bro he, he pushed himself in too much, so I just flooded it and controlled the zones again. Um... So I didn't ambush my murder crows. I just put them AD and just ran them 14 inches. Um, yeah. Let's see. Fourth game, I played against Jeremy Lee. And he was playing Ghost Fleet. And I decided to drop a Heretic into it. And it was a really, really good game. It was just back and forth, back and forth. Um, had some issues. I couldn't get one of his models. Because uh, I didn't have a magical weapon. Uh, it came down to 7th turn, and he had one more control point than I, and he had 12 seconds left on his clock. <laughs> oh. So, I mean, it was, a, it was a really good game. Him and I, were we, we talked about it a bunch. It was really good, really fun game. Um, he he was he actually commented that uh, he's never seen a bump list that works as good as this one. And he goes, I think you found the bump list um, because this worked really well, and it was so annoying. Uh, so... For those of us who haven't played uh, War Machine, what is a bump list? Um, well, it, it's a theme list. It's called Bump in the Night. And it's a uh, list that lets you have a ton of infantry. And you get some benefits from it. But right now the two lists um, that people are using is Dark Menagerie, which is the other theme list. And so you don't see a lot of bump lists. Um... John's fading in and out, but he he really liked it because on my first turn, I had I bought two cast camps, and then I had the two uh, mad caps, and I had brought out by the end of turn one, I had eight cast camps out there, um, all in the area, and so he was kind of like, well, you know, you have to deal with those, uh, but I lost to him, um, and then. What else? Con John back real quick. Um, and then after that, uh, I played another friend and I assassinated. Um, what's the mercenary girl? Ashlyn? Ashlyn. Ashlyn. I, I assassinated her. Um, she had two focus on her. I drug her in a little bit just to get her in the woods so my two war beasts and Longfellow could walk in and take her out. And then at the end of the tournament, I had the highest strength of schedule next to the winner, and so I got second place at a qualifier. So I was pretty excited about that. Um, cool. I got 40 bucks in store credit, bought a couple of role-playing games. Awesome. Um, picked up uh, Frostgrave because I was, I was like, I was trying to find something to buy. And I brought this one game that was really small, and then I was like, oh, here's Frostgrave. I'll pick up Frostgrave. I don't have a problem with that. Cool. Frostgrave always intrigues me. Yeah. Yeah, I, 
I've liked that it was a, uh, a skirmish game. I like that it was a fantasy game. Uh, I've seen other people play it, and it looks like it has some uh, some fun mechanics. And, you know, I like their models. They're not like, oh, my God, spectacular, mm -hmm. but they're full of character. Yeah. But, I mean, their I... plastic sprues are amazing, too, by the way. <laughs> um, I've watched a couple of battle reports on it, and there's a, a few local people that are looking to get it in uh, my hometown that i live in right now that would be really cool yeah, yeah. i'd I, like I, to hear more about that it, it looked pretty cool i kind of just glanced over it um saturday night um but i really liked the um the place we we're at was asgard asgard game which is uh will pagani's old place and right. uh i told him his roads suck by the way which if you drive in houston the roads fucking suck um, oh that's too bad usually uh i've I guess I've been driving in other parts of Texas where the roads were actually pretty good. No, oh, it was Except horrible. Except for, like, side streets. No, oh, it was horrible. It's been about a quarter of a century since I've been in Houston. Um, oh, but... you know what's really terrible is Detroit. Or, like, Michigan. As soon as you cross the border... Yeah. Just, just going to Maryland, our roads are pretty shit, too. <laughs> I've, been, I've driven in Maryland plenty of times. Uh... It's really the people that really make driving an experience there. Oh, oh, oh you're goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, uh, let's see, they bought, let's see, we had 18 people show up. Um, pretty much every bit of money went to price support and bought pizza for everybody. So I'm like... That's awesome. Bonus in my head. If a store takes in money and doesn't send it back as store credit or whatever, I, it gets on my nerves. Because so, they they get that they're getting the money anyway, um, but like I went to I went to a qualifier at one point and they charged twenty five bucks to play in the tournament. We had like twenty some odd people, and they gave out forty or fifty for first, forty for second, and thirty for third, and that was well, it. That, that's terrible. Yes. Um, the the local hey, store actually does take uh, part off the top. Um, but they have so little game space that they're sort of losing all other miniature gamers for the day if they run a tournament. Yeah. So I don't blame them. But uh, as gamers, it's our responsibility. If you go to a store, especially if they put everything back into the tournament, buy something. If you yes. Go to a tournament, buy something. Even just something Absolutely. small. Like, oh, they've got that blister dice. pack. Mm -hmm. yeah. Dice. Something. Something small. Yeah. There was uh, a Hobbytown USA that used to uh, do Warhammer or... Yeah, Warhammer Fantasy tournaments, and every time I go there, I would buy something because they didn't charge us. Yeah, I always buy something. All everything back in. It was great. Anytime I go to any store and I go to play a tournament, even if I get store credit, I try to find something a little extra to buy. That mm -hmm. way, I, I'm contributing something to it. Yeah, and it, it's it, it sounds weird to have responsibilities, but we really do because you want the game, to, you want the store to keep going. So, mm -hmm. and also. If you can, buy something from the game that you're playing so they see that, uh, more so if you're having an event on a day at like one of your local stocking places. Stocking the game is helpful for the store. Yeah. yeah. So like, if you're going to play War Machine on Wednesday, buy your War Machine models on Wednesday. Don't buy them on Saturday. Wait till Wednesday. That way they see, oh, look, having the day equates to having sales. Yes. It, it helps. Yeah. They notice these things. Don't think they don't. All but the smallest stores notice these things. Rant done. Right, no. <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, but then it, it was a really good game. Um, I probably wouldn't have gotten second if uh, the guy that played in the final, uh, he had 
I think three of his four games, they dropped out right after they lost to him. Oh. And I was like, yeah, I was like, sorry. He's like, yeah, you can't, you can't help that. Um, and that just ruins people's strength of schedule. Um, but it's, it was a really good turnout. Very few. I think you only had, we only had one judge call because they were confused on something. And then I called them because there was this charge and we were like, let's measure this to see if this is three inches and we're not, don't touch anything. I was like, I agree with you because if I would have got it, it would have been a, a big thing. I would have killed a bunch of things. And I was like, let's just do that. Just to be careful, and we, we don't have to worry about it. And I'm like, I'm cool with that. And he came over yeah. and just checked it. He's like, oh. And I was like, out by just a smidge. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Th there should not be a stigma on calling judge ever. No. Sometimes you need a judge to make the third party. Like, I think yeah. it's this. I think it's this. Don't listen to the guy who's watching the game. No. Call the judge over. What do you think, judge? Yeah. And that was with, oh, as God, as... you don't want to ever listen to the person who's watching the game. Oh, God, well... no, I saw, I saw an Age of Sigmar game today where there were two guys playing. I was watching a bunch of different games, and then two guys were basically like, oh, no, do this, oh, no, do this, oh, no, do this. And I'm like, well, I would have backhanded one of these two fools. <laughs> did, you, did I tell you guys the story about when uh, Jim was playing in the 40K tournament with Eldar, and this one guy was he was playing against had his friend there? And his friend was doing exactly that thing. Oh, do this. Do, no, you should do this. No, don't do that. You should do this. Like That's when you call a judge and you get them. Playing. I didn't think this was a team tournament. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's crap. Don't do that. No. Practice practice being being quiet at the beginning. Yeah. That's another good... Do, uh, don't be don't be your, your friend's kibitzer and, uh, and be standing there telling your friend what to do at a tournament. That is... Not kosher. It, it actually can get your that. friend DQ'd if you do that. Yeah. We had a problem with that at the old uh, Jimmy Battle Bunker for our fantasy group. Um, we were doing a lot of tournament stuff, so what we do is we had little signs for locally, just playing pickup games. They says, if this sign's out, you don't come and say anything about the game. You come, you watch, you wander away, talk about it out of your shot. Yep. Um, if you don't have the sign, it means that like we're practicing, we're trying to get everyone's help to make sure we do stuff right, not uh, practicing the tournament part of it. And that's that's a good uh, that's a good thing to have, you know, to know if they're practicing for a tournament or they're just having fun. Yeah. These guys are just yeah. having fun, so they weren't really worried about it, but Wow, did our more than did our Twitch feed just bug out for a second there? No, it's good. Cool, okay to me, but sorry, I didn't mean to it's just me, I'm sure. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But so I would go by somebody's table if it was a friend of mine and look at their stuff and be like Hey, are you sure you want to do that? I don't know what they're doing. I don't know the game. I don't care. You know? The problem like, is the opponent doesn't know that. So. You, sure, yeah. you sure you know what I... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. And then I'll say that. I'll be like, yeah. I don't know this game. <laughs> and they'll know that I'm just joking. You know. That's but, good, yeah. You know, they get that little... Little that twitch? Little, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh... But so uh, it, it was a good tournament. I had a blast. Drove back, left at like I got on the road about six o'clock. Drove back, came in, got my paint rack set up, and decided to do this. Rack, yes. My paint rack. Yeah, your paint rack, awesome. <laughs> hey, that thing. That thing was. I mean, I only got it for like thirty-five, I think, total, and it took me probably like fifteen minutes to put up. And, oh yeah, that's. And then I. Cool. And then I got all my stuff put on there, and I just 
I didn't sort it out too well. I just kind of put, okay, here's all the grays. The grays are all together. Here's all the blues. All the blues together. Yeah. Wait, I need to look at something know. like that because my painting table is, well, my assembly table is got no paints on it. Well, actually, it's got three paints on it for my bases. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's, I mean, I needed to clean up my table. I don't have a lot of space. So, I just had to do it. Which, uh... I'm always looking for more space for stuff. I actually, on Amazon, I got a bunch of these plastic uh, drawer units. Mm -hmm. So I've got two on this side with uh, a little nail polish riser. It's not the nail polish rack that you got that goes on the wall. It's like a little riser. Mm -hmm. And it's just clear acrylic. And so I've got all my all my most used paints over there. And then over here, I have another two sets of the drawers. Is it like this or smaller drawers? They're smaller. Okay. I mean, the, the drawer set is probably, I don't know, two and a half feet tall. And, uh, and there's a bunch of drawers and they're all about five inches tall. And uh, so they fit, like I have work in progress stuff in some of them. There's one that's just dedicated solely to uh, basing materials, mm -hmm. you know, cork and Sculpey and all that stuff. And uh, there's a whole, whole bunch of them that just have blisters and bags full of models. Uh, but then I have the old uh, paint carousel that I'm sure you're familiar with. I have uh, one somewhere. I've got one that's four tiers, and I have one that's two tiers. My two-tier one has foundation paints on it, which I never use. Uh, my four-tier one has Games Workshop paints and Privateer Press paints and Reaper paints that I never use on it. Well, that I almost never use. <laughs> Honestly, all I ever use is the Reaper clears, which are like six different colors, plus uh, secret weapon miniatures paint. That's pretty much all I use these days. Kathy, I don't know how old school your painting goes back, but I was looking through uh, getting some stuff together to eBay for my buddy eBay is for me, and I found an armory paint. Oh my god. Holy smokes. I mean, I've got some old Citadel ones, but... Yeah. Well, unlike the old Citadel ones that are probably okay, because those coat arms paints are pretty solid, this was like pure... Like it was one solid piece inside the glass bottle. <laughs> uh, well, uh. I've had a few like that from uh, uh, Games Workshop stuff. You know, I had two years where I had a different job, and I wasn't painting at all, like at all. And oh when I when I quit that job and I came back to painting, I had to throw almost all of my paints away because they were all just dried out after two years, except yeah. for that Citadel paint. <laughs> Uh, I'll be honest, you had a big problem with their uh, their paints when they switched from the coat arms to the other ones. Those, those yeah. lids wouldn't stay on to the point where we were given out um, as packers. We had paint caps that we would throw in with every paint when they changed the flip bottles. So the old paints would work with them, and you know, you'd get those on, and they'd work pretty well. They'd last quite a bit longer, but still. Yeah, they so need to work I chucked a bunch of paint, and then I got, uh, and of course that meant that I had to buy a bunch of paint, which is which is why I ended up with all the secret weapon stuff and the six colors of Reaper Clear. And uh, and essentially that's just about all I use, except for my brilliant tube of uh, 
um, titanium white that actually I got that when I was in art school in like 1993 and it's still good <laughs> and it's this gigantic tube and oh my god the pigment is so amazing I and I just take and uh, mix a little bit of the uh, glaze medium from Vallejo into it to thin it down otherwise it's really thick and pasty but the, the glaze medium thins it down really nicely so that I can apply it like normal miniature paint. But it still has this really heavy pigment of white. I mean, it's mm. very opaque. I'm, I'm in love with it since I, since I ran out of my Vallejo off-white and I, and I found this in a drawer. I'm like, I need a white. I need any white because I don't have time to wait to, you know, for somebody to ship some to me. I discovered this, I'll never go back. I'll never go back to miniature painting white. Uh, well, Vallejo white is my jam. I love Vallejo white. It is just, just good. That was always the one I went to, but now that I've got this tube of uh, Utrecht white, I'm like, this is, this is, this is like God just came down to earth and said, here, Kathy. Ah. Oh, you know what so, we have to do? What? We have to wrap. Oh, hey, Gonzo. Weren't you going to uh, regale us with some Will Smith? You know, I... Good save. <laughs> Do what? <laughs> I, I'm so Good happy save. that I get to listen to someone else rap instead of me oh. rapping. Because I didn't actually go back and listen to that. Because I was kind of afraid to. No, your, yours was fine. I... Yours was fine. We, uh, <laughs> I, I think we're going to continue with all of our things now. I do have to do a, another song next month. Um, because I have to actually do one that John picks out for me. I'd pick this one out because it was a backup. Yeah, it was uh, a backup because I, I... So I'm going to do yeah. this one, and I'm going to do what I want as a backup. So next month, if someone keeps donating, uh, I will do whatever John wants me to do. Uh, and if we get more than one donator um, to the cause... Uh I'll watch any shitty movie you want as long as it's not too expensive. <laughs> and uh, doubly, doubly so if it's free. If it's free, fill up. But if it's if I can get it at a not bad price, I will totally watch any shitty movie you want. Look out for an emoji movie <laughs> review. And then I'll go and I will I will add props. Oh, props! Oh, I'll add props. props. I'll add props. I, mean, I, don't, level. I don't mind like singing, taking my turn singing either. You know. Well, I have to do another one because I have to I have to back up on this one and I have to do another one next month. But yeah, if we need to, Gonzo's got my back on this one. Luckily, yeah. I... Now I, I should make John play the music. Play the music. Yeah. You, you mean like a beatbox? Do you know I have <laughs> only heard that song like three times ever in my life? Three times That's ever? A... I never watched the series. That's oh my gosh! I ever heard Wild Wild West until and, until and, you guys said, "Hey, Kathy, would you sing this?" And I was like, "Sure, why not?" And Gonzo, at least one of those times was the metal version done by uh, one of the guys I follow on YouTube. <laughs> I feel like you could do it that way instead. Oh, do the you know, metal version? No. Nah. Do a metal version of anything. So I I I could do a William Shatner version of something. Oh God, that would, that would be, be hilarious! I would love that. It would be so corny. You want to do the William Shatner? Something where I can do a verse, a verse of something in William Shatner, because otherwise it just takes too long. Oh God, I'd be dying. <laughs> All right, so I have to do a Will Smith song, and since it was my choice to back up, 
I, of course, went with um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air because it's iconic. Everybody knows it. Um, I was going to do the full original song, but it is actually pretty long and has some oh, wow. pretty racy uh, lyrics in it. Uh, wow, yeah. yeah. You know what I discovered? We're so family friendly. You can't. Oh, yeah. Lyrics. No, there, there, there were some lyrics that were pretty big. Out a verse of Wild Wild West. I only discovered it after I was done. Mm -hmm. um, there was That's a fine. verse that wasn't in my printout. You, you did the, the radio lyrics. edit just fine. So, yeah. I guess. I guess. But it was the verse about Artemis Gordon, and he's like my favorite uh, character in Wild Wild West. Oh, it's Kevin Klein's your favorite character? Oh, that's well, fair. No, um, Artemis Gordon specifically. As in, like, old-school Wild Wild West. Oh, okay. Fair. I will give you. So, yeah. All right. So anyway. let's get this out of the way so I can start painting. Because I do have to work on my dwarf. And I'm almost oh, done okay. with it. So we can get this out of the way. All right? Right on. Okay. Uh, now, this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Belair. In West Philadelphia, I was born and raised on the playground. is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school. When a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared. And she said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. I whistled for a cab and when it came near, the license plate said fresh and it had dice in the mirror. If anything I could say, this cat, this cat was rare. But I thought, nah, forget it. Yo, homie, to Bel Air. I pulled up to the house about seven or eight, and I yelled to the cabbie, Yo, homie, smell you later. Looked at my kingdom. I was finally there to sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel-Air. Ta-da! Done. <laughs> yeah, I actually went and looked at the full lyrics of this. And uh, give me a second. And they're actually... There's, there's a lot cut out. Regular rap song with well, yeah, he did it. This is the intro. He did it. And everything. Yeah. It's like yeah. a Friends theme song. Did you know there's actually a whole song to that? Mm -hmm. that yes, has, like, yes, other I did. Verses, it's the Rembrandts. And none of them make any sense. So I feel like if you were to read a rap, but like William Shatner, you could totally nail it. Oh, uh, maybe. Like even an excerpt of really any song. Honestly, I feel oh. like that's a good idea. I own the William Shatner album, Seeking Age of Calm, and it is, at points, amazingly great. That I'm going to switch to the painting cam. Fuck. Oh, God, that's awesome. Yeah, there's there's a lot of songs out there that are like, oh, this is a really natural, nice song, and then you're like, oh, wait a minute, this has got some changes to it that I didn't know about. Yeah. Yeah, well, I remember the first time I did uh, uh, My Sharona in Rock Band, and I actually uh, read all the lyrics and everything, mm -hmm. and it was like, what? What? Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, I like the songs where you're like, I love this song from the '80s, and you're just like, this doesn't make any sense. This is just nonsense. What are oh you talking God, about? I, I did karaoke. Uh, I did. Uh, her name is Rio. Me and my friend did, and we were like, we're like, wait, there's more lyrics than just the uh the chorus what? Oh, absolutely Duran Duran <laughs> yeah. I mean I totally know the entire song by heart now but at the time oh. I was like what do you mean there's more lyrics than just the chorus 
Yeah, Congo mentions uh, that at his work he didn't notice the lyrics to Pumped Up Kicks uh, until he read oh, the yeah. lyrics, and then you don't oh, play anymore, because, you know yeah, you don't. I like that it's, song. It's I like dark. the song, but it is yeah. dark as fuck. Yeah. Mm. What oh. a great song, and now that's in my head. Thank you, Congo. There you go, Congo. Work. Um, so, someone Kathy. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to pick out a color for this skull I want to do, but I don't like any of the colors I have up here. Uh, how about a, uh, a dark off-white with a warm tone? I've got some of that, but I want to put a, a decent base coat on it first. And then let that dry. Um, so, Kathy... With the white, maybe start out with your darker color, which is not going to be super dark because it's white. Um, yeah, I'm going to thin it out. Anyways. I've got a... So, Kathy, what was the problem? Brown, yeah. yeah. What was your problem that you had uh, this week that you had to rush and get done? <laughs> that I had to rush and get done? Well, because you had my to dust something off? D&D? No. Oh, my, uh, my Necromunda stuff? Well, I'm trying to get that stuff done for Adepticon. And yeah. I, I got my hands on it back in November. You might have heard me talk about the, uh, the Necromunda models back then when I was just assembling them and getting them primed and doing a value uh, sketch on that and getting some paint on the first couple. And then I had two months where I was working on work instead of um, fun stuff. And uh, so this week I got back to them because they really just needed, uh, you know, the armor to be done, like the flesh tone and the metallics mm -hmm. were all finished on it. So, so then, on my 12 guys, I wanted to do a different color scheme on each one of them. Because why should everyone be the same? It's a gang. I mean, I know gangs have gang colors, but really, I mean... You want them to be individuals. Gonna, who's going to be, you know, matching uniforms in a gang? I don't think that's uh, Any of the gangs and the warriors? <laughs> so, oh god, maybe in 1980 or something. Bloods and Crips are still around. Oh, maybe on cable TV back when MTV still played music. <laughs> Hashtag shots fired. Yep. <laughs> so, so I was trying to come up with color schemes for each guy and... You know, the first two I did, one was like sort of Captain America, you know, red, white, and blue. And the second one was uh, purple and yellow. And I'm trying to keep that vibrant kind of superhero sports team kind of, you know, vibe going. Like, and, and for the life of me, all I could think was, it's like Blood Bowl, guys. It's like, you know, having a color, picking a color scheme for your Blood Bowl team which I did a lot of back in the day. And uh, so I, I rated the, uh, the sports team, you know, color catalog. I did uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, no, no, not just Tampa Bay. Old school Tampa <laughs> old, Bay. Yeah. It was like 1980s Tampa Bay, you know, like the, the light orange and that sort of pastel teal color on one of my guys, and I did, of course, Chicago Bears colors, and then but, I did a uh, green and yellow. But why are you doing this, though? I'm doing this because I just want to... Well, so, I was given these models by Adepticon, 
to paint. And so I want to bring them back and throw them down at uh, the convention. So they're really kind of uh, just sort of above tabletop, just uh -huh. kind of tabletop, you know, because I know that they're just going to get slammed around. Yeah. And that's that's really why I was doing I mean, I want to play, but it's really for other people to see the models, to see what they look like and, and play the game and stuff at the convention. So, what, which is why I need to get them done by Tuesday. Which is, I only have two guys left, and the armor is done. All I have to do is touch up a few little small things on them. So, I mean, we're talking like 45 minutes to an hour of work uh, left on this, and then paint the edges of the bases black. And then done. Yay! So, and then that's, and I don't know if, uh, if I'll get to keep them or if Adepticon will keep them. I'm not sure, but either way is fine with me. Friend and dandy. So, what else are you planning to do at Adepticon? Oh my god. Uh, so my friend's running this uh, Shadows of Brimstone. Uh, oh, Shadows of Brimstone. Mm. And I've never played it, but he's telling me about it. And I'm like, that seems like it's right up my alley. Now, I don't know if it's full yet, because I think it's only four players. I um, think it is for four players. I don't remember. We played with three. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I really so, dig that. It is, uh, it's, it may not be as polished necessarily as something like The Scent or Imperial Assault, but it is super fun. So I'm hoping if he doesn't have enough guys, then I can just go in and, you know, sit in on it. And that's Friday night. Also, I discovered that they're going to have the uh, Artemis uh, spaceship uh, bridge simulator there. Yep. Oh, okay. Yay! That was there last year. <laughs> and I love that. Um, yep. So that's going to be there, like, it sounds like it's going to be there every day. And I have a friend who we all bring our computers over to his house and, and hook up land style and uh and play in his basement which Talk is fun uh so we've only done it a few times um but it was fun so it's cool to see them at adepticon to be able to do that so if you're into like uh starfleet bridge simulator kind of game uh where you want to either be the captain who's delegating what everybody else should do or you want to be the uh navigator or you want to be the uh and basically, you're playing the role of one of any of the people that you see on a, you know, like the Enterprise bridge. Uh, so you could be the guy firing the photon torpedoes or the guy who's trying desperately to keep the, uh, to keep the, uh, <laughs> the shields intact so you don't get blown up. So, ops. Yeah, so it's, it's fun. So I saw that was there, and I didn't. I think I I heard a whisper of it last year, and I totally forgot about it until I was looking at at it this year, and I'm like, ooh, they have some of that. And you know, my goal this year is to play more games while I'm there. So I'll be I'll be uh, in the dealer's room looking for demo games. Plus, I'm bringing Zombie Side, so Gonzo can play Zombie Side. I'm just bringing the, the basic game. It'll have a few of the characters from uh, Kickstarter promos, but it's going to be just the basic game, which is fun. And it's still 
it's still at least a couple hours of, of fun. And we'll see who else I can get together to uh, to play. Gonzo, bring your model up a little bit. It's a it's a little far out of frame. Oh, sorry. Here, me do this. <laughs> I got a good shot of the palette. Sweet. Sweet. There you go. It's helping. Yeah, I'm just trying to get. Uh, your guy's looking good. He's uh. He's pretty much handsome there. He's pretty much yeah. done. I got to finish up a little bit, touch up a little bit on the metal I have in here, and then finish the skull, put some grass on it. Then I'll be done. Got to finish this skull. Oh wait, show me your skull. It's got. It's just got a light gotta, brown on it right I now. Maximize. Oh yeah, you have to raise it up. A Raise it up a little. There we go. Give me a second. Okay, so that's a that's a nice brownish. Uh, I've been buried in the dirt for a couple centuries. Kind of look. And now I'm just gonna... Yeah, it's like cool. Playing like a little bit of. So, uh, Gonzo, you're going to Adepticon too. What, what yes. are you planning on doing? Um, Friday, I'm playing in either Masters or Champions. I can't remember which one it is. Uh, Whatever the Masters. Friday tournament is. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the Friday tournament is, because that's a War Machine Weekend qualifier, so I'm going to try to get into and finish that out. More uh, points. Yeah, more points. Uh, need to get in the top eight to get any points for that, so I'm trying. <laughs> yep. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of people. Um, pretty much if I lose one game, I'm out. Because there's so many people. Based on what people said earlier, uh, Congo had said, don't drop unless you got to. Cons are the exception. Yes. Because you can usually, unless you really want to practice, you can go and do something else, see people. So, and we're And we're also doing a bunch of stuff for the podcast, you know, doing some streaming there. Mm-hmm. Um, Going to be doing a little bit of that. Um, and then Friday, I don't know if I'm going to do Company of Iron or not. I have a Company of Iron set up, but I'm not sure if I'm going to do it. Um, I may give that. I think I'm going to give that pass away to somebody. Um, so, you know what's cool? They're doing. Uh, somebody's running Call of Cthulhu. Oh God, Call of Cthulhu is a great, great yeah con game because you don't I, care if your character goes insane. Yeah. I just, I just, he's, he's gonna it's go so insane. Much the better if they go insane. But yeah, so 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Friday, they're running Call of Cthulhu. Some of the oh, best role-playing a, games I've played in have been at cons. Looks like it's full. Um, oh, sad for panel. now. You never know, because somebody might not show up. It happens. But. So, the Friday War Machine Hordes is who's the boss, it says. Yep. Which is a good fun event. Yeah, it's a good side event. Um, and then, and then an, oh, and then there's a company of iron, and then there's the narrative event. Yeah, narrative event. I might. I don't know. I'm just kind of iffy on that right now. Yeah, I mean, oh you, gosh, you're pretty focused on making it to the the qualifiers. So I yeah, mean, that's my main. The Masters Dyad Finals. Yeah. And then playing in that because that's gonna be that's gonna be another good one to test, to do things, mm-hmm. uh, test out lists. And since you have to play uh, ADR and stuff, I've got two lists that I want to try out. But I'm looking forward to the um, 
Friday night garage sale, I guess is what it is. What is it called, Kathy? Oh, the bits trading? Bits trading, yes. Oh, that sounds awesome. I, yeah. And oh, what it is is people so just... Fun. Last year, I got a Man of War unit, um, Iron Fang Pikeman unit, Butcher 1, oh. and something Somebody's else for five bucks. Somebody's going to find me some Infinity Bits. I got some models I need to fix up. Okay, I'll keep an eye out for Did you. Did they sell just bits? Yeah, I, some people no, just Infinity doesn't, but some people, like, they just have extra parts. I know there's models that have extra arms and all. I had to cannibalize an arm from one model for another, so I'm just looking sure. for stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'll keep an eye out for Infinity. Yeah. But, I mean, there were uh, some, there were, I mean, there were some good deals. I was like, I can't pass this up. Oh, yeah. I love stuff like that where you get to cool, uh, you know, cool bits and stuff. You get, uh, honestly, and I don't want to derail too much, just a quick one, but uh, our focus on War Machine uh, has sort of uh, reined in the conversions for a bit. I'm getting back into it, and uh, it's super fun. I forgot how much so fun it is. Can you do a lot of uh, conversion kind of stuff with uh, Infinity, then? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I got the, I don't know if you saw my hobby streak for today. I've got this guy all put up as close as I can. Uh-huh. Um, and that's not his original gun. It's the back half of the old gun and the new front half of another gun. Because they changed the profile so he can't get the gun he used to have. But he can get a sniper rifle. So I'm like, let's just... I had a sniper rifle bit. Had this guy. I'm like, let's just start cutting. Yeah. Can't be afraid. Needs a little putty work here and there. But uh, when he gets that done, it'll be like... It'll be fine. It'll be... It won't be like one... Like I said on the, the, the post, it won't win any awards. But it'll be fun. I'm definitely going to go check out the Infinity stuff and take pictures because their tables are always awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. They have so much fun. Tiny Kathy was all over the Infinity terrain last year. Uh, I also have to go check it out and I have to go see my, my buddy Angelina there, too, because I'm sure she's going to be playing in it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, gotta yeah, go give her Angelina shit. And Tommy will be there. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand by her table and go, mm mm mm, every time she makes a roll. Just to oh, give her shit. Like, are you sure you want to do yeah. that? You'll be like Kathy that way. No, just just stand there, and every time they make a move, like, oh, bold move, Cotton. Let's see if that pans out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, all these things I employ as a stratagem when uh, uh, attempting to tweak people's minds when I'm not playing at all. Yeah, that's my game, mind games. But. That's why I like the librarian so much. I'm looking forward to do some demos of games. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yep. That's one thing I like. I definitely have to go by uh, Dust to go see Giorgio and everybody else there because... The Dust Minis game? Yeah. Yeah. Congo's big on that, so definitely... Uh, oh, yeah. I want to hear what you say because you're probably pushing me to get some. I mean, I, 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 I did a demo of it last year and it just wasn't my thing. But, I mean, I could see it. They got some really cool minis. Um, and their pre-painted stuff is really good, too. For pre-painted, it's really solid. Um, I think the one we're all looking at is uh, 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 Star Wars Legion. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, we, 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 we said locally, like, we all play a ton of games. We're not sure we've got space for another game. So we're going to need, like, a no bullshit how good, good, good is this game. Yeah. It looks solid, but you know, is it solid or is it fucking amazing? Yeah. 
I really enjoyed the mechanics, and I don't understand the people that are saying, oh, but, you know, they're limited to Rebels and, you know, Empire, and then maybe, you know, they're going to do Bounty Hunters or something. And I'm like, so what? I mean, chess is limited to black and white, and people still have fun with that game. And see, the thing is, is it, it shouldn't matter, because it, if you're not into Star Wars, you're not going to play it to begin with. And it's not yeah. going to be a super ultra-competitive game like all the other stuff, but it's, it is a solid game from everything I've seen yeah. and from everybody I've I, been talking to. I enjoyed the mechanics. I liked how you determine range. I like that you, you have a, a group, a unit of guys, and every time it's, it's the leader of the group that you're measuring from. Yeah. It's not any of the other guys. Those, it doesn't matter. It's it looks leader. like it plays pretty fast, too, because that, which is cool. It does. Once you know the rules, you're going to be able to, well, like any game, really. I mean, you're going to be able to to go through and make your decisions. And every card has everything on it. Every card for each unit has everything you need to know right on it. Yeah, we, we also need to know how fantasy flighty it is. Because X-Wing and Armada are the most fantasy flighty of games where you have to buy ships... You have no need for in your army because they're for the other faction, just because you need the cards for the upgrades potentially. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like I, I understand the business model of that. I feel like they could make more money if they just made card packs and keep I people think happy. It, but... Yeah, because I think it's silly because you know you go to a tournament, and there's only a, a very narrow set of lists that you're going to be playing or facing up against. I had a guy who's like, I bought three of those Rebel ships. I don't even play Rebels, but I need the upgrades to them. I'm like, I yeah. do not play a game that I care about that much to buy three. Like, I thought about buying the new Chimera uh, Star Destroyer for a couple of the cars in it, and then selling the rest online to people who need, like, the fighters that come in or the Chimera. Yeah. Like, and trying to defray some costs. You could do like a lot of other games do and just do PDFs of uh, of cards so people can just print that shit out because that's absurd to make somebody buy all these, you know. That's, you know, to me, that's kind of one of the reasons why Monster Apocalypse died the first time is because it was that closed box. And I know it isn't the exact same thing, but it was that whole closed box, you know, it's a random chance that you're going to get you know, even the faction that you want, let alone the character in that faction that you want. Mm -hmm. You know, so they're making people buy all this stuff that they don't need. You know, and you're just going to throw it away. What are you going to do with it? You know, it's it's wasteful. Yeah, and uh, it is cool that they're going to the standard Monster Apocalypse, going to standard. You know what you're getting. It's going to be the faction you want. It's models you put together in paint, so that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's, I know putting together models and painting them is scary for some people who want just PVA HeroClick style pre-painted. I totally understand that. Um, uh, but I would at least say pull your adult pants you up and just do it. <laughs> It'll be fun, I promise. Yeah. Totally. Um, it's not like you have to paint like a pro. Well, I mean, if you think about it, even the Star Wars Armada and the Star Wars X-Wing uh, models... Everybody's doing repaintings of those things. And there are some really, really cool repaints oh, of yeah. those models. And that's yeah. like a really big thing right now is repainting all There's your stuff. There's a whole Facebook group that's for uh, dedicated to uh, repainting your uh, X-Wing models. Mm -hmm. 
And I saw an Armada really game today where the guy, where one guy had painted all his rebel ships, like he'd started to do little details and all on them, so you could tell each of the same type apart. I'm like, oh, cool. Yep. But there is, uh, I I think Star Wars Legion is going to appeal to the fans and anybody that wants a, I don't want to say casual, but a more easier rule set, rule set, excuse me, um, for miniature play because it's not going to be that big of a deal. There's not these huge complex rules. There's not these huge complex multiple rules. Like of course, War Machine Horde, you have a ton of rules. So it should be pretty solid. Should be pretty fun. Cool. Yeah, but that's the one thing I'm looking forward to. And then, of course, there's always going to be some sort of game that's demoed there that is like the surprise hit. Everyone's talking about it. And I always love hearing about that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see and play some of the other stuff that comes out, the new stuff. That's the reason why I'm always... That's probably what I'm going to be doing Friday is the, um, uh, demos and looking at games and figuring stuff out and you got to make time for demos yes mm-hmm. so do we want to play our zombie side game at night it's gonna have to be day. it's gonna have to be well, a zombie night. game Don't after you have to play hours <laughs> yeah well it's not last night on earth fair but yeah i i, I enjoy my uh late night uh, gaming sessions. So the last couple times I brought Zombie Side, and we played. It was the middle of the night, and you know we're like, oh, you know, I really need a sixth person, and total stranger comes in and joins us, and is like really into it, and we had a lot of fun. And I don't, I still don't even know who that person was, <laughs> but we had a lot of fun. Well, that's one thing that you can do is you can go to a convention. Do a pickup game, and well, I'm gonna go buy that because that was a ton of fun. Yeah, oh, I sold a bunch of people on Zombie Side after I got that, and I would take it to my uh, my weekend, you know, my once a month gaming, you know, group, mm-hmm. and like two different people from that one got the whole the whole game, and then you know, did the kickstarters for you know the other stuff and everything, and and uh. So, but I I like the core game. I mean, I've played the other games, but I always go back to the the core game. Black Plague is almost not the same, and I am looking forward to the one with aliens because <laughs> zombies I've are said, done played out. Yeah, I I've never been a fan of the whole zombie genre of anything. Like, I'm not a fan of Walking Dead. I mean, yeah, I liked uh, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, you know, Night of the Living Dead. Um, what was, what was the one, like, the only thing in my head is Hot Fuzz, but I know that's not the movie. You know what Shaun I mean? Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Man, that, but that's, that's not a zombie movie. That's a comedy. Yeah. yeah that's that's and, almost like a, uh, a pastiche of a zombie movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I loved that one. And to me, Zombie Side is, is like those zombie movies where you're edge of your seat. You don't know what's going to happen. Y'all die. However, I like aliens better. So, there you have it. Yeah, no, um, there's, I mean, I, I want to see if there's any decent new role-playing stuff, any new decent miniature games coming out. Especially anything that's a low model count, that I can just pick up a small thing and be done with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, yeah. That's what I, I, I like, Arena Rex. 
I wish people played Arena Rex because that's a really cheap, fun, quick game. That's why I yeah, wished uh, Mercs. Remember Mercs when that came out? Mm -hmm. It was one box. It was all the models. I'm like, oh, I think this would be great, but it just didn't hit at all. Yeah. That's where it splattered against a wall like a pie. So. Yeah, I only I only vaguely recall hearing about Mercs, but I don't beyond that I don't know anything about it. I know what game I'm going to be testing out because I get a free box of it because I'm a VIP. Uh oh, VIG. Um, if you're going, uh, the VIGs this year get the uh, Darklands two-player starter box. Okay. And like the two faction That's books. The starter box. Okay. Cool. So, I mean, I'll be able to test that out since that's be something different and new. And, hey, free minis are free minis. You should see the size of the bags that they have for the VIG stuff. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. I'm definitely looking forward to my bag. It's one of the few cons where you're like, this is some good swag. It's like Christmas. It's yes. like Christmas. Yeah. Very much so. There. Nova has their Supernova Pass. It looks similar, but it sells out like so fast it defies description. Not even close. Oh, I'm sure, but I mean, Nova's still a small, small fish Any compared to anyways. The, the standard bear. But other than that, I don't, I'm can't wait to get a hold of all that stuff, and I went. I'm buying a bunch of buy, trying a bunch of used miniatures for my Kings of War army. Do you want me up. to stream? Do you want me to stream you unpacking your? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, we can do that. Your VIG bag. Yeah, we can stream that. Um, yeah, we'll get it over. So I'm gonna be there on Wednesday, uh, setting up the hobby uh, lounge and and helping in the uh, swag bag stuffing line, the assembly line for getting the swag bags together. Yeah, we're gonna be um, there Wednesday to do it all. So so ping me when you get there. Yeah, we're coming in Wednesday. We should be there about... We should be in Chicago, Schumburg area, around 3 o'clock. Yeah. And then we're going to do that. So um, before we, I will have been there for hours already, so oh, I yeah. need a break. <laughs> so whenever we, we, we get our VIG badges and stuff like that, uh, I'll get a hold of you and we'll move out to the area and go look at it. And Unboxing. Can... Unbagging. Yeah, Unbagging. Um, but we do need to give out two codes for people that are listening. If you're going to be there to get some free swag from us, uh, we'll be giving away a single dice and a dice set, which is going to be one green die and then the three or four purple die, um, with our logo on it. And we only have two of the dice sets. Kathy will have one and I'll have one. And if you are the first person to give us the word hopscotch, you will get a set of the dice. If you find us and give us the word, what's the other one we want to go with? Free lunch. Free lunch. We will give you a single die. <laughs> so you, we only have if two die sets. Free lunch. You get one single die. die. One <laughs> single die. If you get, if you, if if you kill us free lunch. If you say hopscotch, you get a dice set from us. Um, Someone comes up to you and says, Hail Cator, like Congo suggests, throw dice at them. Then you punch <laughs> them in the balls. Holy crap. <laughs> this escalated quickly. Um, 
also, on I top mean, of that... I am a Kami at, you know, by nature, but really, Kador? <laughs> um, but, um, as something we've got in the works right now, we are working with uh, Mechanica Studios, um, and they will be a sponsor pretty soon of our podcast. Uh, working on some graphic design work there for some stuff that we're going to be printing and getting for y'all. And that we should have some previews of that next week. Yay! Um, we've already got not some. Next, not next week. And and not this week. The week after Adepticon is when yeah, I will after be. Yeah. Ooh, alarm! Alarm! Wait, is that the alarm for uh, movies and media section? Pretty much, because it, it is. It is. <laughs> We'll just call it that. Yeah. Um, but, guys, we're, we will have some stuff, and we should. Um, Chris Explosivo, Chris Johnson uh, mechanic of Mechanica Studios, is going to have some stuff, and we're going to have him on the show, and he's going to talk about uh, graphic design work and what it takes to get take a product from, you know, conception to something real. Concept uh, in your pocket. Yeah, in the pocket, uh, which he's a really good guy. Um, and my dwarf is done, by the way. Dwarf done. Dwarf done. Got some grass on them. Got some dirt. Got the skull a little washed out on the white, but that's what it is. I'm gonna. I need to put like a number one on his back, but I think I might um, use the transfer for that. A a, a slight yellowish uh, yellowish brown uh, wash would probably do pretty good on the on the skull. Usually helps it make it look a little more dirty yeah. rather than yeah. or bleached. Yeah, I yeah, probably do. I do probably do a, a wet. bit of a wash on there. Yep. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna go to media section. Let me switch back over. Media section. And we'll get that going. There we go. There's our media section music. Uh, media section brought to us by Tectonic Craft Studios, which will be at Adepticon. Rocky Dan's everywhere. Good lord. Yeah. He's got a busy, busy schedule. Him and I have got something planned for the podcast also, and um, a possible giveaway for that too. Oh, sweet. Uh, him and I have been talking about doing some stuff together um, and doing a giveaway. Um, other than that, all right, who wants to go first? Oh, do you want to start with the emoji movie? Uh, no, 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 that's gonna be the last. Oh, are, we, are we saving that till last? We're saving that, that for last. last. That's the one everyone's looking forward to hearing about what John thought. So I can start by saying I did finish the Frankenstein Chronicles on Netflix. That's uh -huh. a Netflix original uh, starring Sean Bean. And I loved it. I really, <laughs> like, so halfway through, we were kind of ambivalent. We're like, eh, I don't know what direction this thing is going. It was like the second episode of the second season because there's two seasons. And we're like, well, there's a couple of little slow moments uh there is a little uh you know stuff that left us a little annoyed like the the kind of flashback sleeping dream sequence things and we're like really uh this is kind of but then we're like that eh, might be leading up to something you know they might explain what's going on and and it did and and the pace did kind of get up and go and uh, it was less predictable than I thought. Like, I thought it was going to go in a certain direction. Uh, but it decided to go in in another direction. And I was happy about that. I was like, oh, is it going to be like this? Is this guy going to do this? And 
but no, it didn't do that. And the guy didn't do that. And uh, if they come out with another season, they actually ended it really well. But if they come out with another season, I will be watching it. Um, and then Jim and I binge watched all of Altered Carbon between last week and this week. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, you know, we probably took like a half an hour afterwards just to discuss it. Um, the credits are so long, you could actually discuss the whole thing uh, while it's going from one episode to the next episode because it's where it's like three minutes of credits at the end of I each just episode. The credits after every episode. Yeah, I like, I like <laughs> fa- it started fast forwarding, but we're like, we're discussing the, you know, each episode and what we thought. And, you know, there's always, you know, with everything. Uh, a few things you're like, eh, really? But mostly it was fantastic, and there was like four days where we couldn't watch it because we were busy doing other stuff. And uh, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, we don't get to watch it tonight. Oh, we don't get to watch it tomorrow night either. And uh, I I recommend it. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was. Uh, There were some interesting. Well, I think you were talking about that last week, John, and there were, or the week before, maybe. There were some interesting allegories uh, for some things that are happening today, and some yeah. interesting discussions that it raises about ethics and stuff. It's definitely deeper than it has a right to be in most cases, but uh, that's good. More interesting, the fact that it's based off a book series that I'm sure brought up these same points years ago back when it maybe wasn't quite as so blatantly topical well and i mean that's the thing that i like about sci-fi as a genre is that they are forward thinking and they do confront these kind of issues you know almost still relevant (laughs) yeah oh yeah you know it's 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 like they're the prophets of the future Mm sci-fi writers that's because they listen to the past yeah Exactly. If you if you know the past, if you know history, then you, you probably know what's going to happen next. Yep. You know, in the grand scheme of things. Cool. So that was my uh, my movies in media. Gonzo, what did you watch? I actually didn't get a lot of things watched this weekend or this week because Uh-oh. I went to the tournament. Um, but I did start watching something a little bit today because I had a little time period. I just sat and chilled and, you know, after my eight-hour drive before we started the podcast. And I was trying to figure something to watch. And I have a couple of movies on there. And I'm like, uh, I don't have enough time to watch these movies. So I started watching, and it's kind of stupid. Um, and it's a Netflix original called Nailed It. And it's based off of the meme, pretty much, where people take things that they saw online Created by bakers and I know, oh, like all that stuff. Yeah, and they try to recreate it, and then of course it looks like crap. Yeah. And so they take these yeah, people. Man. Yeah, they take these people that don't know how to bake, don't know how to do anything, um, and make them do these elaborate cake designs. Like the first episode, uh, they make them do this little small thing, and then they make them do a like four-tiered wedding cake made by the lady that makes the wedding cakes for like you know celebrities like kanye and all this stuff and oh my god it's so hilarious because 
one episode, this guy, uh, they're trying to melt chocolate to make ganache, okay? But they're not using chocolate chips. They're using uh, chocolate uh, discs, which aren't don't have the cocoa in it. And the guy's oh. throwing it in the microwave. And he puts it in there for five minutes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so he burns up the entire <laughs> chocolate. And there's like huge smoke all through it. Uh, and so he does try to do it again. So this time he takes um, he takes uh, Kit Kats and throws them in there. Throws them in there for five minutes again. Burns up the Kit Kats. <laughs> Is he trying to light things on fire? No, he has to be. Five minutes. Has he never heard of a double boiler? No, these, I mean, these are real amateurs that really, and this one guy. I'm a total amateur. I've never melted chocolate, but I still know that you need a double boiler to do it. Well, he definitely did not know how to do this, so it was hilarious. And just some of the stuff they did (laughs) was just, it was just cracking me up. Uh, Like they were trying to say fondant, and they were fondick. It's fondant. Oh, it's we that when we were building uh, our wedding cake. That's a story for another day. My, my buddy's wife makes cakes that look awesome, so I know all about that stuff for you know uh-huh. a basic level. Ah, I'm not saying I could cook one, but fondant and all that stuff. I've seen her cakes; they're pretty amazing. Oh yeah, and, and there's some really amazing stuff on there. It's just hilarious seeing these people try to make. Um, they had this one cake and it was an emoji cake and you had, and it was just yellow fondant over the cake and, you know, you know, an emoji design and they just couldn't do it. And it was amazing how bad these people screwed up. It's, it's round, it's yellow and you put a face on it, right? Oh yeah. These people couldn't do it. Like this one lady was baking a cake and you know, when you fill a pan up, you're about halfway. No, this lady filled the entire filled the cake pan all the way to the top, and then went to go oh. bake it. <laughs> oh, no. So it's what? it's stuff I like that. Known that, like I don't bake cakes very often. Although if I had a box mix, it would explain it to me. But yeah, so it's I just would stuff not like that. Into that problem, but that's funny. Yeah, it, it's just silly fun, like stuff like that. I mean, you could watch, and it's, there's only like thirty minute episodes. Um, so it's pretty hilarious to see so people screw up. Yeah, it, it, you could do it real quick and not have a problem with it. There's something about a bite-sized TV show that's very helpful. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you can just watch it, enjoy it, watch people be stupid, and be done with it. That's what we've been doing with reruns of Absolutely Fabulous. Okay. <laughs> well, going a little old school with that, are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I use YouTube for, I'll be honest. Yep. <laughs> little little bite-sized stuff. They, they, yeah, that's perfect. Um, other than um, that, um, I, I guess I can start talking about the stuff I watched this week. Yeah, I'll come back with I, something else I, after you're done. I, I could, since it's only 10 after 8, I could mention that the second season of Santa Clarita Diet is coming out on March 23rd. Can't wait to that. And I am all over watching that because that was amazing. That no. was, that was another one that was so unpredictable. You know, you think it's going one direction, and and it's going in a completely different direction you never would have thought of. So, that's it. I'm done. Oh, before you do that, quick plug. Um, We will be back with the Donna Harbinger starting next week, uh, most likely. We just have to put it on break because of conventions and everything that's going on. So, that will be coming back shortly. Cool. All right. 
Uh, I'm still watching uh, Dark Matter slowly because it still hasn't grabbed me. Okay. Still in the first season, maybe 11, 12 episodes in. It just it is interesting enough that I haven't like discarded it yet, but it's it really hasn't grabbed me because they they need to stop using the same fucking tropes again and again. It's really kind of derivative after a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were I did get past the episode with, with the first episode with Will, Will Wheaton in it, which is cool, where they explain uh, two's background, which is cool. But like I said, it just hasn't grabbed me yet. It's 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 kind of trying too hard at, to a point, but it, it's it, it's just not there. They they really could use someone to come up behind them and really punch up the first season. Yeah, you know where something like Firefly just flows, and even Andromeda is not. The first season is not great, but it, it's not the same shit again and again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, Dark Matter just keep using the same shit again and again, and it gets a little tiresome. Now, if you were watching it one episode a week, it may not be as bad, but I'm watching, you know, three, four, five, six episodes a week, and that gets a little problematic. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see this week, because I didn't watch a lot last week, because I, I watched a couple episodes, because, you know, I had a bunch of interviews, so that takes up my lunch break, usually. Hmm. Plus, the Emoji Movie took up a fucking lunch break and change. Uh. <laughs> but uh, I still give it, I'm going to give it about two shots of crack, and it's the first season still worth watching so far. Just not uh, not amazing yet. Uh, the second movie I watched is The Living Daylights. I, uh, I was looking for something to watch last night, so I'm like, oh, look, they got all these James Bond movies. Let's watch the first one I actually saw in the theater. Which was Timothy Dalton, The Living Daylights. <laughs> um, it's really not a bad movie. It's a very good change of pace from the absolute blatant silliness that was the Roger Moore era. Oh yeah. I mean. Yeah, not my most favorite era of Bond. Like if you're if you're into if you're in the right mood, those movies are great. But this is sort of like a balance between the serious and the 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 absolute silly. Timothy Dalton is the only Bond I have not yet seen, if you can believe that. Well, I mean, you don't you don't know me that well, but I'm a huge fan of James Bond, but I still haven't seen the Timothy Dalton James Bond. Yeah. He's only missed two movies, so. Yeah. And neither of them are amazing, but I really feel like he didn't get a fair shake as Bond. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I enjoyed the movie. It was pretty solid. Um, it kind of silly at points. Some stuff was very silly but as they're transitioning away from from roger moore they had to try to keep the audience that they gathered so they had a tough sell that's true that was the first bond after and roger moore was like an institution i mean sean connery was i can only imagine how they felt when it moved from sean connery to roger moore but i he did so many and i can't even imagine you forgot george lazenby Oh well, yeah, he was the first one. <laughs> he was second, actually. After, after was, he, was he? Yes, he was. Was he uh, her Maj- in Her Majesty's Secret Service? I think that is the one. He was in one movie, and then I think they went back to Sean Connery, and then they went to Roger Moore. Yeah, he. Uh, I think he didn't want to be typecast, which I find is amusing because all the people who say that, who quit a series and say that, um, are never heard from again. Uh, pretty much except John Connery. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. John Connery, he had a lot of skill, so he's a talent. Um, 
So the one thing that really caught me about this movie, uh, aside from how balanced and silly and serious it was, was there is a scene where the main uh, heavy, uh, the bad guy's heavy, Necros is his name, comes in to, you know, to, to, to go after somebody. And the fight between him and a nameless MI6 guy there was actually a good even fight. Normally the bad guy comes in and just whoops all their asses. This is like a good back and forth fight, like one that he would have with Bond. I'm like, this is really cool. This is completely out of place for this kind of movie. Huh. Generally just shows up and he kills dudes. Like, ah, I'm badass. No, this is a good, solid back and forth fight. I, I, I really give it props for that. Um, other than that, it's got the standard tropes you're used to. Um, you know, it's good to see the old uh, M, the old Q uh, in there. And uh, go back to the uh, the bygone era of Bond. And uh, it is weird knowing the next movie. I've seen the next movie, which is License to Kill, I think it is. Uh, way more than The Living Daylights. And I know the the background, the plot, and the cast of that movie. And it's weird seeing a different person playing Felix in this movie than is going to be in the next movie where he actually has uh-huh. a slightly bigger part. And I think that's sort of one of the, the things they missed in the newer Bonds. Uh, they had him in a little bit, but not really getting that con- that that relationship between Felix Leitner and Bond, which yeah, should be yeah. more than it is. But, I mean, it's hard to come back with an iconic uh, you know, character like James Bond and do it perfectly. Yeah. Because let's yeah. be honest, the, the, the Daniel Craig movies have been pretty good. I've enjoyed them, yes. Yeah, yeah I so. like the I like John Cleese's Q. I like yes. uh, Dame Judy Dench as M. Uh, I, I even like they... the new Q. The young guy is Q. I'm like that guy's fine. He he's he does a good enough job as Q. You know, they're they're doing a good casting job, doing good. But it, it ain't Desmond Llewellyn will always be Q to me. Yeah, definitely. Alt. Well, just like and, Sean yeah, Connery will always be James Bond to me. I mean, there are these other James Bonds, but, you know, it's like Doctor Who. I mean, he's my first James Bond. You never forget the first one in those cases, do you? <laughs> um, but overall, I give it I give it about uh, two shots of crack. It is better than your average action movie. It is kind of interesting because part of the plot is Russians fighting in Afghanistan. So you get there and the Afghani guys, they don't portray them totally as good guys. But overall, they are like, they're freedom fighters, and there are some of them who are like, they'll do business either side, but it is kind of interesting <laughs> Just like that. the real world. Uh, it, there is some praise to be said for that, because there's some good stuff there. I was, uh, I was impressed. Uh, it's way better than I remember. Uh, a little longer, a little over two hours, but not too bad, so, and it's free on Amazon Prime, because I love watching free movies. Yes. Oh, but yeah, so pretty solid. Give it a check out. Uh, Gonzo, do you want to talk about your next one before I go into the, the main event, so to speak? Um, no, go ahead, because I have a feeling this is going to be a little while. Okay, uh, it, it actually won't be, because I actually have a, uh, I have the best capsule review for the Emoji Movie ever. This is my official review. It's the Lego Movie, only shit. <laughs> Everything is not awesome. No, I'm it's, shocked. It's, it's, it's just... It's, it literally is the same basic story as the Lego movie, just it's not good as good. I mean, what, what should we say? I mean, T.J. Miller and uh, James Corden as uh, 
the main character, whose name I forget, they give him a normal name, and High Five, they're fine, they're amusing. The female lead, who I didn't even bother to check, is okay. Uh, Patrick Stewart got a fucking, got a paycheck, but he is woefully underused. The rest of the white actors are at least okay, but, I mean, it's giant product placement, much like the Lego movie, just way more blatant than the Lego movie. Because the Lego movie coming in, it's all Legos. There's your product placement. Yeah. No. yeah, you yeah. Can't argue they, with that They one. do a good job of like, oh, here's Batman, but he's a character in the movie. It's not just like, whatever. In this, it's like they have to get to the, uh, what the hell app is it? The Dropbox app to get to the cloud. They're being chased by these guys who are going to delete them because he's a, because the main character is a malfunction. And, but they can't get into the Dropbox app because it's protected. Like, come on, guys! <laughs> For fuck's sake! That's the most blatant bullshit ever. It's, it's, it's just not good. It's not bad. It's not terrible. It's an hour and a half long or so, so it doesn't stay too long. It's, and the the beginning is painful. There are points at the beginning where it's actually painful. Beyond that, you it's just generic and bland. There's that you can see every beat coming. Like, oh look. He'd talk this female hacker emoji in order to get to the cloud so that the main character can get reprogrammed to be a proper meh. Like, oh yeah, they're falling in love. We know this shit. She's a female. Like, <laughs> a mile away. Uh, they Which try is some actually really sad. Like, the, the female character is automatically the love interest. She's actually competent, too. I'm not going to say anything about that. She's she, she has flaws. It's, it's not bad. It's not, like, as bad as some of these movies, but... She's a lot like Wild Style. She has some flaws, but she's also really competent. I mean, literally, someone read the, the script of the Lego movie like, we can turn this into emojis. It's only five years too late for this movie to come out. Let's go! Fuck. That's, that's really the worst thing, is it's just... It was too late to come out with this movie. If this movie came out five years earlier, it'd be interesting. Or if instead of having animated scenes for the real-world characters, if they'd done the Lego movie thing and had real people there really acting... It would have added a little more. Let's be honest. Will Ferrell and his son in the movie fucking kill it. The Lego movie. That is heartfelt moment in the middle of that, or middle to end. I mean, it's really good. This doesn't have any of that because it's just more animated characters you don't give a shit about. It's high school kids who, oh, they're flirting through through texts and all. Like, I, I can't sympathize with that. Fucking cell phones barely existed when I was in high school, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but and like oh high school kids their whole life is based around their cell phone if so man this is a fucking sad world we live in um that is gonna in be fact terrible. true the, oh. yes it is that's 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 terrible but it's just it's just like stupid stuff that even the basic person who understands the operation of a cell phone goes oh look the uh you know, the phone keeps making noises when he's in class because the, the, the emojis keep going different apps and doing stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that kid knows how to use the fucking off button in his phone. Or the mute button. And yeah, no oh, I'm going to turn it on vibrate and put it in my pocket. Whatever, no one's going to know. Fucking who cares? Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's, like I said, it's not terrible. It's just not good. It it's, sounds to me like it's terrible. The, the kids who would really enjoy it aren't going to get the meaning out of it because they're too young and the kids that are old enough high school kids to get the meaning out of it aren't gonna like it because oh, it's shit so it's incredibly dated it is it's oh 
it, it's literally just it's the Lego movie just shit. <laughs> if you wish to watch this movie, it is free on Netflix. But instead, pay money for the Lego movie. It is worth the money in comparison. <laughs> uh, four shots of Kraken. It's not worth five. It, it's it's worse than three. Um, like I say, it's the worst movie I've seen in a while because I've seen some pretty shit movies, but it's the least interesting movie I've seen in a while. Even some of the sh- even Batman vs. Even... Nah, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say Atlantic Rim had some... No, it doesn't. Don't. Watch this before Atlantic Rim by any stretch. But even like this, Batman vs. Superman has some intriguing moments that are more worth it to watch than this. Um, fucking just... Uh, it's better than paint drying, but not by much. I don't know. I mean, paint? I'll watch me some paint drying. I mean, I watched some water, water boil... Uh, before I watched this, and I think the water boiling was slightly more interesting because I could I could see that yeah. ramen was coming out afterwards. So that's good. <gasps> that reminds me, I'm out of ramen. I'm, I'm one also... of those people that I don't care that I'm not a college student. I like ramen. Uh, you get some chicken. You you grow up a chicken breast. You cut it up. You put it in the ramen. I like to uh, chop up some shallots and or some uh, green onions, you know, and throw that in there. I'll just go with the chicken breast. I'll get the, the other stuff well, later. You know, if you don't like produce, that's fine. <laughs> yes, Congo. The, uh, uh, the the Bollywood movie Baby Watch was infinitely better than this. <laughs> way better. This is just... It's, oh, there's some great Bollywood movies out there. This is just, you know, unfortunate. Uh, I am actually kind of looking forward to watching The Hurricane Heist as soon as it gets into cheap theaters. Uh, hopefully I can buy a ticket with... Uh, I found... See, all these... You guys, I don't know if how much you guys can see of these. These are all free passes to movies I haven't used. <laughs> so there are gonna be some movies in my theater in my future because uh, I don't have to pay for them, and that is the best way to see movies when you don't have to pay for them. There's only one movie I've ever seen for free in the theater that was not worth the price of admission, and that is a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie called The Quest. Mm. Someone else paid, and I didn't get my money's worth. Ah, oh, Gonzo, I'm done ranting. Take us home. Um, actually, I wanted to I wanted to deviate a little bit from the media section and go away from it is media because it is an audio book. Okay. Um, and I've been listening to the Lightbringer series. Uh, it was okay. a suggestion from one of my posts I did on Facebook of Hey, I need audiobooks to listen to, and it has really been a good series. Um, the story is about um, mages in the world that can take and bend light to use as magic. Uh, some some people can only use one spectrum of light, like blue or red or green or whatever. And then there's people that can use the entire spectrum and they're like super rare. Um, the main character, which is his name's Kip, is a backwaters country kid uh, that doesn't know that he can use and bend the light to get things done uh, and gets caught up in this war. The thing I like about this kid, about this character is he's your average everyday person as in he gets picked on he's chunky he's short he's got a smart ass attitude he hates people he you know he, he he's, he's got this really bad attitude and he's got a mouth that won't shut up so like he's sitting there talking and like this badass maid just talking to him and giving him a shit and he's just like yeah, fuck you. Whoops, I shouldn't have said that out loud. <laughs> you know, and just gives all these bad attitudes. Um, 
It's got a huge cast of characters. It is very well written. It's done by Brent Weeks, uh, which he did the uh, Dark Angel trilogy also. And that's another great series if you want to read a, a good assassin, um, fantasy assassin series. Definitely read that one. Um, but it was really, it, it's been really good. I am four books in. I'm waiting for the fifth book now. I just finished the last book now. And it is, it is solid. Um, it's written really well. I could see this being a TV show. Um, he touches on some pretty touchy subjects. You have some pretty oh shit moments in it. Um, there's the grandfather. And he is a complete dick. I mean, he is an ass to everybody. Uh, just everything he does, just... He just screws with everybody in the in the story. Um, the the magic that they talk about, how it's done, is really interesting, really neat. It's really fun. Um, if you get the audiobooks, listen to audiobooks because they're pretty long. Uh, if you want to get the books, read the books. The next one's supposed to come out pretty soon. Um, but I highly recommend the series. Uh, so it's called The Lightbringer. Um, the Black Prism. Um, and it is, it's really good. It's what it's one of my top ones right now. I I, I dreaded listening to the end of this book, so now I got to wait for the next book, <laughs> type thing. But it's it's got good writing and everything, so I really like it. That was one thing I wanted to add because I've been listening to a ton of audiobooks. That's awesome. So. I think books are definitely legit for media. Uh huh. I, I, oh, yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, definitely. I mean, audiobooks are becoming really big for me because. I, I don't have time to sit and read a book, but I have time to listen to a book while I'm doing something. And, yeah. and since I drive, you know, on Mondays and Thursdays, I'm driving for two hours. So I'm like, definitely there. Yeah, I've actually been, for as long as I've been hobby streaking, pretty much I've been reading at least a half an hour every day the same amount of time. So yeah, it's just not worth writing a streak about. Reading streak, hashtag reading streak. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it should be a thing. Um, I'm still stuck on my uh, on my books that were written in the early 1900s, like the 19-teens and 1920s. Uh, and, I, uh, I have John Carter of Mars on my on the Warlord of Mars on the <laughs> on my bedside table. That's in my list, I in have, my pile. I have a bunch of those on Kindle because you can find them for free on Amazon, and I haven't yet read them. Uh, oh. I'm looking forward to though because I like Edgar Rice Burroughs. I was mm -hmm. always a fan of Tarzan. Um, I get any free book. If anyone's like, here's a free book, I'm like, download it on Kindle. Because, you know, sometimes they, you don't have, you don't want to spend money. Like, I want to read something random I don't know about. Let's read this. Yeah. They yeah. have those mega packs that are like 99 cents for a whole bunch of, you know, whatever. So, and that's what started it was these uh, girl detective mysteries from the 1920s and 30s. That's what got me onto it. Because it's kind of like Nancy Drew, but earlier in oh. fact one of the one of the authors is the first person who started writing nancy drew mysteries because nancy drew and the hardy boys you'll laugh but they started out in the early 1900s in the 20s 30s 40s but uh, they just kept rewriting them to modernize them i read a bunch of hardy boys when i was younger it's good reading it's yeah i mean we we need to get back to that as a society reading more books there's a lot of good stuff out there oh yeah Especially fact, now. I found that I was reading too much stuff that I'd read before, 
and reading something fresh, so I'm reading the Harry Dresden books, is actually a really great change. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's nice to revisit something that you feel comfortable with, and every once in a while I do that. I have a few old standbys, but it is... I have been enjoying reading these, and it's funny because they're not new books; they're they're ancient. Yeah. But, but reading these things in the early 1900s, I'm like, right in the cultural context of, like World War One, for instance. They mention it, you know, in passing in a bunch of these books, and one of, one of them has like, three different novels in this series where the character. Uh, joins the Red Cross because she wants to do something for the war effort. And she ends up going over there uh, as a Red Cross uh, worker, not as a nurse because she didn't have that skill set, but she was in supply. And so there's, there's three books that deal with that and her friends who also volunteered and found jobs and or you know, guy friends who are over there fighting and stuff. And, you know, it's, I like the cultural aspect of reading these. It's not like they're brilliant, you know, literature. Mm-hmm. It's just, just the cultural context of the time. You know, it's, it's interesting to me. It's more like a sociology thing. I think that's it. And, and with that, we have gone past our time. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Tim Larkin on Facebook said that he just got through uh, uh, reading the complete works of Sherlock Holmes, and I, I think that sounds like a great read. Love me some Sherlock Holmes. I have read so many over and over again. I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Uh, like I said, we will, we will bring uh, next. We won't be back. Uh, we won't be uh, on next Sunday. We'll make you sick with our Adepticon coverage next week. Well, <laughs> not this next Sunday. We won't. No. We won't be podcasting this uh, this next Sunday, but the Sunday after that, we will, and we'll do our Adepticon yeah, uh, review. Yeah, we'll be sleeping it all off. Yeah, uh, we will be streaming a bunch of stuff live or posting some videos, so be prepared for that. Um, taking, try to do some demos and stuff. We will do a unbagging. Cassie will stream that for us uh, on the Facebook page. As, as Gonzo unpacks the Adepticon VIG Correct. swag bag. Which is going to be awesome! Um, other than that, I think we're good to go. We can sign out, guys. Episode um, 30 is in the bag. Yep. Uh, thanks to Craft Studios and Broken Egg uh, for... Thank you, Broken Egg. Thank you, Dan. Sponsoring us. Um, and other than that, for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. Ah. Ah, you'll get it. I should have said I'm John. I could have got a free coke. Good night, people. Good night. Good night. Are we making our... I definitely did not drink enough. I'm channeling my dad right there. I took... You were what? I'm skanking in my chair. You're skanking? What's skanking? I don't even know what that means. Does that mean like you're rubbing your butt on your chair like a dog does when it butt itches? Oh, I didn't know that's what you call it. That's what you do when you listen to ska music. You skank. That's the dance to ska. Oh, excellent. You learn something new every day.